Dude, you're there. You're there. <laughs> in, in Israel, huh? In Israel, bro. Yeah. Dude, that's unbelievable. It said 7 p.m. and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty far out. Like people don't expect it. They're like, what? Guys, this is Danny Leslie on Instagram, dad influencer, dad. Dad swag, daddy swagger, or dad swagger. What do you want, Instagram? Dad swagger with an underscore at the end. All right, dad swagger with an underscore on Instagram, guys. This is one of the most amazing influencers that I have found on on Instagram. I'm so excited that he's here. Just we're gonna chill, chat, talk about being a dad. Listen, it's he's not a single parent, so I'm getting this out there right now. Okay, to all you who are listening just for the single parents, we're we're you know we're going off on on you know on that course because at the end of the day it's all about being a good dad being a good mom we're here for the parents we're here for families we want to make it good so we're uh we're gonna spread out a little bit here so um danny tell us a little bit about yourself man where are you from and what are you up to um well i'm from i'm not sure where our listeners are at but um hopefully all over but i'm from a place called kansas in the u.s uh right in the middle of the country um i moved out to california when i was younger um, met my wife out there. We had our two daughters. They're currently uh, three and a half and two. Um, we kind of got fed up with life in Los Angeles. So we moved back to Kansas. Um, and that's where we currently reside. Uh, wow. All right. You're in Kansas City or you're out? Uh, a town outside of Kansas City, but that's for all intents and purposes, that works. <laughs> Cool. Why'd you? I'm just whatever. I'm just curious. What What's the deal with leaving California? Um, everyone, yeah, everyone goes to California. California. It was awesome, and it was for a long time for me. It was a It was a dream. I, you know, there was nothing else that I wanted to do. In fact, a lot of people were like, "You're crazy. Why would you go live there?" And I didn't really need the justification. I was just I was gonna go. Um, so I went and you know did what I wanted to do, and we started a gym, and that was what it was for, and and you know, I kind of realized that dream. And then along the way, I met my wife and we had two baby girls. And then the important things for me weren't this dream that I had anymore. It was my family and the quality of life that we could provide for the girls and, and for us. And, you know, just due to the nature of that place, California is it's very busy. There's a million things to do at all times and it's hustling and bustling all the time. And that wasn't providing us with what we wanted. So we chose to leave. Uh, Wait, you, you had, you had your girls when you were in California. Correct. Yeah. They were both born there. Oh, cool. And they're twins. No, they're not twins. They're um, the oldest is three and a half. And then the youngest actually turns uh, two in about two weeks. Oh, happy birthday. They're they're a a 19 month split, which is, you know, challenging at times. But also very, but also very good, very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My girls are seven and four. That's three years. But my actually, my brother and I are uh, thirteen months split. Oh, and that's uh, pretty quick, right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it a lot of a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble goes that way, man. We fight. I mean, we love each other like crazy, but we're. Uh, we like growing up we were like so so close and then at the same time also you know and also just like fighting and yeah and non-stop so um 
but I mean, you have girls, so it's a whole different story. I mean, it's kind of the same, though. They go from like, you know, loving each other and hugging all the time to then stealing stuff and yelling and screaming. <laughs> it's really, it's really a challenge for me to understand the the thing between sisters because I grew up an only child, so I never had that person in my life to to be there, you know, right next to me the whole time. So they, uh-huh. my wife has a brother and a sister that she grew up with. And so she understands that, but I'm like, I don't get why they act the way they do. It doesn't make sense to me. So I really have to take a step back and just take a breath, you know, when they're, when they're freaking out. <laughs> oh yeah. I listen to it at any point in time. I mean, that's, that's sometimes I think we all have to do that. Yeah. Even if it's just one of them freaking out, but when it's two, just like today I was with, with my daughters and, and you know, one minute they're, they're getting along and the next minute they're just like fighting over the toys and screaming in the middle of the dentist, you know, dentist and everyone's like looking and, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, I literally, I look, I look aside and they just take a deep breath and I'm like, oh. all right. And people are like smiling and you know, it's just part of it. And, and we're blessed. We're honestly blessed yeah. to be able to have that. Totally true. Totally true. And how old were they when you uh, guys moved to Kansas? Uh, this is basically the same. We moved six months ago. Oh no way! Wow. Yeah, so just like just re- oh, that's relatively yeah, so literally just trying to like g- find our stride back here because I'm familiar. Um, we actually live right outside of my college town, which is the University of Kansas. Um, so we, I'm very familiar with the area. My wife isn't, and it's you know like finding your stride in a small town after living in a giant town is you know it's different you know because. You're just getting jobs and trying to, you know, adjust to a new life. And it's, but it's really good because we spend quality time together. And that was the whole thing. So kind of in the back of our mind, we have to keep telling each other that the struggles that we have are better ones than what we were having there for what we want, you know. This is, well, at the end of the day, man, there's less distractions, right? So, yeah, you know, like true. there's less going on outside. It's more focusing in words. And that comes with its own challenges, 100%. But yeah. The fruits, the fruits are really, really great. Absolutely. We just, we just saw the stress that we were feeling, you know, like each day, you know, whether it's to pay the bills or to work all day or to, you know, being away from each other. And then when you see that stress appear in your child's life and then they're, you know, you can see them affected by that and they start acting out because they haven't seen one of you or it's like we need to reevaluate like basic things in our life because you go down that road 10 years and you're in a place you don't want to be, you know? And that was, that was scary for us. Wow. Uh, and then, I mean, did you just realize that when you had the kids or like, were you kind of feeling like that before? Well, when you're, you know, yeah. when, like when I was single, I didn't care. I work all day. It didn't, didn't matter. And then, you know, even when you, I feel like even when you get in a relationship and then, even when you get married, like you can still justify, you know, the time away. I mean, I think it slowly kind of degrades and the the sand moves from underneath the foundation type deal. But Mm -hmm. like when you have kids, there's so much time demanded of you and so much energy that it's like that energy comes from somewhere. And that can't be, you know, if you're expending energy at work all day, well, you, you used all your energy. What are you going to do? Like you don't have any more. And yeah, that was when come home. we were, you know, either one of us was sick, we were stressed out, you know, we didn't have the money to pay something. And then just like, after a couple of years of that, it's like, what are we doing? Like, let's be done. 
you know, and that was where we got to. It's really awesome. And I'm really happy to hear that, you know, to be able to make a move like that with the family in mind. And, and it's it like, it obviously presents its own difficulties, but, but what a, what a great choice, man. You guys good for you. That's that's really great. Yeah. Uh, and your, your wife was from California. Uh, no, she's actually from New York. Um, and then she moved out there, you know, on her own, obviously when she was, when she was younger, um and then she was out she was actually out there before i was and then i moved out there and then we ended up meeting later on um but yeah she's a much more traveled person than i was you know so she's she's been all over that's a nice way to put it yeah like the travel much more traveled person. Yeah. <laughs> i like that i like that oh uh, excellent yeah and uh so you guys are in kansas now and and uh well talk, tell me a little bit about the um dad swagger i want to hear about this i want to hear about instagram i want to hear about facebook i want to hear about your message man i want to hear what do you want to tell us i guess we'll have to start off with one thing at a time how'd you get started with that you know for me um it's weird to say but i wasn't afraid of becoming a father i was actually excited about it and i never really felt shook um when it presented itself like when you find out you're pregnant and you know like there's a lot of things that i didn't know but the one thing I don't find out that I'm pregnant. Right. The one thing that I knew was that I was a father and that I wanted to be a father. Now, mm-hmm. if you if I go back a few years with my biggest issue in my life um, was the distance that existed between me and my father uh, growing up. And, you know, I realized that I, I was in a very fortunate position to have a, a two parent household and to be raised that way. But there was still distance and it was very real to me and it, and it affected me you know, in my daily life. And by that, like distance, physical distance, uh, or you mean like, no, just, you know, my dad worked all the time and I didn't see him all the time. And, you know, then you come to this place where you're like, you don't really communicate and you don't feel that close to them, even though you're in the same building, you know, which is kind of crazy. But I think we all like find our own ways to create distance in our lives inside of relationships that are immediate to us you know like he's right there maybe that you feel this distance and I think it's a very normal thing and you know I wasn't there was no abuse there was none of those things but there was distance and we both knew it and we didn't really have the tools to kind of fix it so you know for us it took you know or for me it took um, some time away, college, a, a start of a career. And then I finally found enough pain in my life, you know, or like I like to say enough blood on the floor, not really blood on the floor, but it, there was enough pain to where I wanted some change. So we sat down, we had our talk, we had our, you know, our reckoning type conversation. And the weight that lifted for me on that day was crazy. I was like jaw dropped at how good I felt and how much I felt in control of my own ship, you know, it was that like journey from like being a victim in your life, which is something you choose to then, to then going to a place where you're like, you know what, I feel like being an active participant in my life and I'm, I'm not going to do the poor me thing. I'm going to do the, how do we change this thing? So we had that talk. And after that, things accelerated for me. Like I was, that was when I was able to change careers, move to California, you know, have this gym. Then I got married and, and had a couple girls. And I was like, I have to talk about this 
through this like window of vulnerability that we find as men and like that's fatherhood and it's like you admit like you fully admit that you're vulnerable when you have kids like they're you can't get around like they're they make you vulnerable but that right there was something to me that was like we can use this to for positive you know so then i started writing about being a dad like just knowing that if i told my story maybe like one dude can be like oh my god that helped so much you know and and uh-huh. and then i so i wrote about it for a long for a lot and i got you know a couple hundred blogs and then um i started an instagram account and the whole point of that was like i wanted to share the thing that men were most proud of and that was their kids and i wanted to do it in a way that was inspiring and that was that was appealing to the eye and that would that people could go and they could to a place that is now a resource for men that they could grow and be better and feel appreciated and feel gratitude and see other men in their moment, you know, and it's like, and that's what it is. And that was what it was for. And, um, so that's kind of how that came along and, you know, it's turned, I would like to do a podcast. I have to spend a lot much more time on it now and, and working on classes for dads and things like that, just resources because, it just needs to be out there. Like we, you know, moms have all the resources in the world and they should, they should have more and they should have more help because their journey is unbelievable. But dad should also have some things we need some stuff, you know, <laughs> like there needs to be things. For I him. agree, man. So, I, I'm with you hundred percent, you know, and then, Hours. you know, you, you hold your child for the first time and you experience birth and you like all those things and it will change you. And, and it not that we're all the same, but we are all the same. Like you're a dad on the other side of the world. We're the same guy. You just in a different place. You're doing the same thing. You know, like it's not nothing. It, it, it's all same, but people make so much of difference. You know, I want people to see that dads are the same, no matter where they are and their soft spots for their kids. And that can unite all of us. And that, that was the thing, you know, and, so I think that my page does a decent job of that. It can always be better, but that's the message is that fatherhood is a, is a positive thing and we all have it. Oh man, I'm right with you there, dude. I think that's where, that's where it's at. Sorry, I, that was kind of word vomit. <laughs> no, bro, it's word vomit, word shmomit. This is all about getting you on and talking about what's going on, brother. This is exactly what we want to talk about and this is this is why you're here man to tell your story and to talk about these things and the more that people can hear that the more that we can share about you know where dads could be and 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 how you know how important our role as a father is and that that's it man that's 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 really where it's at like you know i i personally find that vulnerability you know for myself is is really 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 extends and really helps make me strong yeah i mean that's where that strength is coming from like i don't i don't you know i don't like the 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 image of you know a lot of the the stigma of being a man how you know the toughness and the pretending like you know this doesn't bother me or pretending like you know like stay strong stay strong like our strength doesn't come from just putting up, you know, putting up that shield and, and from pretending like, you know, we're not feeling something that we are or pretending like we're something that we're not. That 
that strength comes from being honest with ourselves, being honest with, with who we are inside and how we're feeling. And, and, and that's, you know, there's no necessity to, to put on the, the costume, you know, the strength comes from, from that realness comes, comes from that imperfection comes from the fact that we're all, we don't know what we're doing. We're, we're trying, you know what I mean? Like we, we fuck up and we just, you know, and we want to keep on doing it, but we want to do a good job and we're open to doing a good job. And we just, we, we want to get out there. We want to be good dads. And, and I really, I, that's where I think where it's at. And the more that we can share, the more that we can, you know, talk about these things. Like um, it's for me to speak to you right now about this. Like, like you said, dad across the world, you know, we're still dads and that we're bonding on this, on this level of, of, of just, it's, it's honesty. Yeah. It's honesty, you know, it's real. And, and it's, you know, dads, I, my parents are from the middle, you know, my parents not from the Middle East. I was going to say my parents are from Russia and yeah. yeah. (laughs) Crazy because my parents adopted my sisters are from Russia. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Older sisters, younger Uh, sisters? They're both younger. Wow. Yeah, man. My, My parents came from Russia about 35 years ago to Canada. Wow. And, um, and I'm, you know, and I'm not trying to put down, uh, other societies. I think every, every society is different and people are different and times are changing, but there's just this, you know, there's a big focus on, on, on the strength side. There's a big focus on the, you know, the, don't be a wuss side, but you know, that you need to be tough and not to show that you're, you know, an emotional being. And, and as men, I think we need, we need, need, need more people. We need more of that vulnerability. Um, and I mean, how else do we learn? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how- you know, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's much harder to um, be a gentle leader than to be a threatening leader right it takes a much greater dose of empathy and and tolerance to understand how to lead whether it's your family or a a community or whatever um you have to be a bigger person to do that from a gentle from a gentle perspective than to do that from you know a dominating perspective right um and that's one thing that I think is a big deal is like you, we have to see people for who they are and, you know, for an easy one is like, not their color, not their status in life, not their, you know, where they live. It's like they're people. And there's a real problem today with people not liking different, right? And different is not a bad thing, right? It's just different. Like, and I think there's a lot of issue that comes with that. And, um, you know, a big dose of empathy for people would, would really help, you know, hundred percent. You know, I, I think, you know, let's just, I'm just going to put this out there based upon what you're saying is that a lot of it comes from, it starts inside. It starts how we're perceiving and how we are, you know, seeing ourselves, um, 
because the way that the way that we are raised as children and the way that that the way that we really see the world is a lot of that is developed from from when we are young and and you know that makes me think all the more so how important it is for us dads to raise our kids you know to be there for them and to really really be present you know as best as we possibly can and that means you know learning changing growing not just changing diapers but changing ourselves in the right way like because the way that we represent ourselves the way that we is the way that we raise our kids and you know we model whether you know whatever you know they see what we don't tell them yeah and they they will grow and they will follow in our footsteps and in the whole all of the the next generation we want the next generation to 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 not fall for that bullshit of just seeing that difference yeah we need to see within ourselves who are we like who am I? If I know that I am love, if I know that I am good, and I know that in my core, I am someone who wants to care, then my kids will take from that. And, and, and as the kids take from them, you know, the next generation, they grow, then they can start to, you know, easier, easy, in an easier manner, perceive others in that way. Disconnected a lot of you know. I feel like a lot, a lot of what's going on is a lot of people are just disconnected with themselves. And yeah, I think it and it it is. It's a function of the culture, and you know, it's interesting to talk you know to you on the other side of the world about these things because I think it's very easy to be like, oh, this is just a thing here, this is just a thing there, and I think something that really affects all of us wherever we are, and you said it already is our ability to be present with who we're, we're with, you know, with the, the gift or, you know, what you call it of technology or cell phones or all those things. And the connection that comes from that is like, this is the perfect example. You're on the other side of the world and that's amazing, but that doesn't deprioritize the, the importance of being in the room with who you're with. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I think people respond to value. If, if, if I value my children's presence, I will be present with them. Right. And and to them, they understand that they're like, Oh, well, I'm playing with my dad. He's, he's, he cares that I'm here. Well, if you spend their childhood on your phone and not paying attention to them, they feel the other way. And then that gets expressed in ways that are less favorable, you know? So it's like, if we could, as parents, as people, you know, just be present with who you're with, do your stuff somewhere else. You got to work on your phone. You got to work on your computer, go somewhere and do that on your own. But by all means, if you're in the room with someone, be present with them and let them know they're of value and that you care about them. And I think that if that was the case, I think we'd have a lot less struggle, right? Mm-hmm. like to listen it's like it's so interesting it's like you can sit there just like you said i'm just going to review what you said and you can be in the room with someone you can listen to somebody but sometimes you're not actually listening or you're not actually being present you know with what they're saying and, and yeah it goes like that it's with our kids it's the same thing you know a lot of the times um 
And listen, I'm just putting this out there. It's not easy, guys. Yes, our kids can be crazy. And, and yes, like there's ups and downs and, and you know, but, but there is a goal here. And, and that goal is to be present, you know, with them when they communicate to us and to hear them, like to, to really hear where they're coming from. That is, that is once again, I've been reading, you know, I've been reading these books on, um, on raising uh, kids and their, you know, early developmental stages. And one of the most, you know, important things that I am finding is that they need to be heard. That, you know, they are, when they, when they're communicating something like they want they want to be heard. They, they, it's not, you know, it's not just like say something and like, yeah, whatever, you know, go to that. But it's important for them to be perceived as, as, as individuals in the eyes of their parents because their parents are, I mean, their parent, you know, their parents are everything to them, especially in those young ages. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, we can do that. Like, it's like, we, we don't do that with each other, you know, it's like, it's true. and that's, it starts, it starts in us. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too, is like, I've been a part of it. I've been a part of sending a text message while someone's talking to me and I've been, you know, I've done things like that. And I think having the consciousness to, to understand that it's like, this is not productive for you or them. And if, you know, why are you doing that? Organize your life, figure it out. And I realized kids are crazy and they always bother you and they're around you all the time. I get it. I have two of them and they're nuts, but there's also like, like this morning they wanted to watch a TV show. So I said, okay. And I went and sat in the kitchen and did some Instagram things out of their line of sight. So to them, they don't know that I'm on my phone, right? Instead of sitting with them on my phone, because then you're actively disengaging from them you know even though it's kind of the same thing but it's a little different right and i think it comes across differently that way um because we are connected and it's it's great but it's also can be very bad for all of us i think it's like super connected you know it's it's like crazy it's just these levels of connected we can connect to anyone yet be so disconnected at the same time well it's like it's you know always it's always disconnection always like go, go into a restaurant and see how many people are texting at the same damn table i've seen like people like two people on a date with each other in a booth and their drinks and their dinner and everything and they're on their phones oh man like, what you, i know like why are you at dinner why don't you just order pizza at the house and sit on your couch <laughs> who cares there's nothing nothing sacred anymore like the presence of a person is is everything like it's everything and now it seems like it's nothing and it's it's crazy it's crazy to me it's, just, it's distractions also like like you know think about it there's so many you're being pulled from so many sides it's become this thing where you know people don't just if they have nothing to do like they won't just like sit there for moments and go into themselves or it's usually like, give me that outside distraction. Give me that outside distraction. I need that outside distraction. People aren't even thinking about it anymore to the point where, you know, you get together and you're sitting with someone and it's like, 
you know, for that moment, people are uncomfortable to like not be doing something and boom, pick up the phone, start looking at this, texting at this. It's human connection. We, that is that's where that's where it's really where we can we can really influence as, as best as possible with you know when it starts within with us and our families. It's crazy, man. It's like this here too, like here in here in Israel. I don't know, our listeners. I don't even think I've told you guys that I'm in Israel. For all of you who are listening to this right now, <laughs> I'm in Israel, and you know it's the same thing over here. Like people are just on their phones, like wherever you go, a lot. Sometimes, I you know I have to conscientiously try to just put it aside. Like when I know that there's times, you know, we set aside those times to you know to not use it and just to really conscientiously focus on on each other yeah i totally agree and i think you can draw all of this like back to just simply being present in your in your in your mind in your life with your kids with your family you know and i think a lot of things would get done a lot faster if people were present and with a lot less I'm sorry. Are, are there any exercises that, like, do you do any sort of meditations or something? You seem like a pretty, uh, pretty present person, or is this just like come naturally? Uh, no, I, I actually was is very easily distractible. My wife would always laugh at me that I would get FOMO, like fear of missing <laughs> out. And it's true. It's, being being an only child, it was ingrained in me that there was always something going on that I wasn't involved in. Uh, uh-huh. But for me, it literally starts, and I've had kind of a I, I guess successful but unsuccessful path like with the meditation thing um but where it's kind of i've tried different things and haven't had much luck sticking to anything except for just simply breathing um you know for me the best thing is like in the morning when you get up when you're in the quiet of your of your day the quiet of your mind like that time you know for me it's before the kids get up it's before the sun has come up it's when i can sit there with coffee and it's quiet and literally just breathing, like being super intentional about breathing in, holding it, breathing out, holding it. Like there's a thing called box breathing. You can look it up. Um, it's, you know, breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds, hold that for five seconds. And literally like if you, for me, when I discovered that I could just breathe and not think and not process and those things, it lets me start my day in such a better frame of mind, you know, than waking up, rushing, being late, trying to text, trying to post, trying to get my kids ready, trying to make breakfast, you know, that just wasn't working, you know, it's craziness. So simply just breathing for me has been really, really helpful. Um, I guess I'm a relatively calm person by nature, but um, it doesn't mean that I don't get distracted pretty easily. <laughs> Yeah, I think Tori, I'm I personally also get distracted very easily. And that is I totally, totally understand that. That's uh that's one of the things I, I also struggle with is you know trying to uh trying to focus. And I have definitely found that that morning routine and that that first time in the morning to get yourself, you know, started on the right side is so so clutch. Yeah, I this think makes such a big difference. I like to talk about it like when you like become a father, um, 
it's very important that you kind of like claim your space as a dad. Um, and by claiming your space, I mean that it's important that you spend time with your kids and that you have time where you're um, attending to them and, and, and maybe mom's not, or, you know, like it's very important that you have those times and you put in that work and you, you struggle through those things because that gets you so much more, you know, in the future. But I think as if you step back a step from fatherhood and you step back to just being a man, it's very important that you claim space for yourself. And when you have kids, it's very easy to not have any space for yourself. But if simply waking up five minutes earlier and like doing some push-ups, or breathing or going for a run or, you know, something that you actively are claiming space, like you're putting forth effort for yourself. If you can find that thing for you, I think throughout your day, you feel like you've taken care of yourself and you're then a better person. You know, it's like the oxygen mask thing in planes. Like they're like, put yours on before you help somebody else. Otherwise you're going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing every other life. Like you got to pay attention to yourself and I get it. We all have this pull from all these different directions, but you're not as good if you're not in the game. Like you're not. And that's the fact, you know, so that thing for me has been fitness. It's been breathing. It's been, you know, whatever. And the days that I do that, I'm way better of a me than the days I miss that. It makes a huge difference, especially for the moms out there. Uh, well, actually, I just want to mention here, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you are a full-time dad, no? Uh, yeah, I am. That's huge, man. That is, that is very big. That's definitely countercultural. We, so we spent the first, I guess, three years of our parenthood with my wife. She was home, you know, because we had two girls and obviously they want their mother all the time. And I was working at the time. And then we did this big life changing move. And we literally, this is another story, but downsized our two bedroom apartment into a motorhome, moved across the country in a motorhome. And that's our house. And we love it. We got rid of all of our stuff. It's great. Um, but in that my wife wanted to work and I said, fine, that's great. So she went to work and then I stay home with the girls and it's a change. (laughs) It's quite a change, but it's good. You know, this time we only have a certain amount of time where they're young and they're, I just decided that it wasn't important that I work on my career. I don't, that's fine. I don't care. Um, it's more important to me that I'm with the girls and, you know, have some time with them when they're young. I love the priorities. I love the family priorities. It's, now, it, and it's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's not like, oh yeah, everything's great. It's, it's awesome. Like it's, really, yeah. <laughs> like it's really, it's really fucking hard. And, yep. And there's struggle and they're just different struggles. And any way you go, there's going to be struggles. But I think the struggles that you want are the ones that come from being connected with your people not being disconnected because those struggles I think are really rough. Mm-hmm. And I know about the, the disconnection in the, in the space from my own life being raised and feeling separation. And that's, it's hard. You know, I think we all have our struggles. We all have our stories, but for me, the connection is, is, is the same between all of us. You know, we understand that. 
So, so amazing. Um, Danny, tell us uh, if, you know, how people here can uh, find you on, uh, on the internet. Where, where, can they, where can they find your blogs and do you have the, a Facebook page? What's the... Um, I do have a Facebook page. Um, it's being revamped right now by me, uh, which is, uh, I spend most of my time on Instagram and my blog. Mm-hmm. Instagram is dadswagger, D-A-D-S-W-A-G-G-E-R underscore. Mm-hmm. and um, I'm trying to do a lot more stuff on there with live talks and stories and things like that because I think engagement-wise, people are watching that, and that has a lot of benefit um, to being seen. Um, I also have a blog. Uh, it's at uh, dadswagger.com. That's D-A-D-S-W-A-G-G-E-R.com, um, and I've written blogs about you know having the girls and the experience, and it's big for me to to not sugarcoat stuff and to like tell you how much it fucking sucks sometimes, but mm-hmm. also like how amazing it is. Cause there's, there's both sides and, and the, the negatives are far, far outweighed by the positives always. Um, and the block was about being real and putting up content that, you know, is stuff that, you know, may, may not be out there. Right. Because we don't all talk about the struggle or whatever. Um, so those are, those are the primary things, um, that I'm doing. Like I said, I'm putting together a class and some, some YouTube content and some things like that that will come out soon. So stay tuned for those. Um, but part of this being stay at home dad was to, um, to, uh, put the magnifying glass on fatherhood and allow me to, to put more content out there because I think that it's valuable to have content out there about fatherhood because people are looking and they have questions and you know if anything else I would hope someone would start the conversation of like hey I was wondering about this or you know like conversation is where it's at even if it starts from being offended right (laughs) the win is in the conversation it's not the that I that someone was offended or whatever it's like now we're talking about it now we're getting better now we're creating more content for more people to look at that can then benefit those that are on their own journey that may feel stuck. That's it. I mean, just being able to see someone else in it to get inspired, to get motivated, just to get, you know, to, to, to find out that there's other dads out there and that you know, we're doing it. We're focusing in on, on being the best that, you know, fathers that we can. And the bottom line is it's not easy and it's not easy, but it's so, so, so worth it. Yeah, we're blessed. I just want to give you a big yeah. What were you saying? No, go ahead. You're good. I I want to. I want to get it out there, man. I want to hear a big what? I said you were saying something. I wanted to hear what you were saying. I honestly forgot. Okay, (laughs) that's all good. So I I wanted to give you a big big thank you uh, for coming out here for for you know taking your time and talking about your story and then. And what you're doing and, and your message, man, it's so, so needed. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll be able to do this again. And uh, big thanks. That, what, that, that swagger, Danny Leslie, all the best. And thank you. Dude, thank you so much. It was great. I can't believe I just spent the guy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>